Hello and welcome to the Governance for Beginners workshop series. You are listening to a podcast produced by JT Live Radio Ghana and the Center of African Studies at the School of Oriental and African Studies, University of London. Governance is entrusting the care of a, a group of people under the stewardship of a specific uh, group. It can be a party, uh, people of different identity, but share a common value. Okay. So that is uh, governance in a broader sense, looks at. I also think it's a process of governing. Governance refers to the administration of the state in a manner that ensures accountability and transparency. A case in Ghana like this, when we were young and when we heard what HIV and AIDS, especially AIDS, you see, some of the adverts were very scary, so, so scary. And so when, when you have a friend who, who gets infected with this AIDS, and based on what the adverts shows you, you want to sit with that person, definitely there will be a discrimination. You see, uh, some, some adverts shows how skinny people are with HIV and AIDS, and some uh, the sickness, the symptoms, they show that side. And that really didn't help. And it, it even it, it, it went on to the 2000, as in, as at 2000, those kind of adverts were shown. Until now, where people have emerged, uh, a lot of policies have, have been made now that, that makes the HIV and AIDS seem not to be as deadly as people painted it to be in the olden days. And again, I, I feel uh, people living in the rural areas, they also have, I mean, they are, their case, I think they are a bit neglected when we talk about uh, disseminating the HIV information. And I think they also made uh, a comment on that in South Africa. Uh, and he, he also went on to say even in the cities, there are a bunch of people affected. But I, I still believe we can still work very hard at the rural areas because they are the people, they are not really closer to the world as the people in the cities because uh, you go to some of the rural areas, there are no lights, so they don't get access to the internet. Uh, uh, there, are, there are no streets, uh, lights for them, no radio. It becomes very hard for them. So for them to know what HIV is and how one can get it is very difficult for them. Yeah, I think it was a powerful, powerful podcast, as it were. Um, I realized that the, the guests established a relationship between governance and um, I, I think HIV, HIV, AIDS, and and that's that's worth commending. Um, what I have learned is that, um, indeed, if the government should turn their their eyes off these things, then it would cripple our development. And so there's the need for for governments to focus on these things and find out ultimate solutions to handle them. Thank you. Okay, what I heard was, I don't know if I heard right, but 
what I heard was the fact that you 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 could see that the HIV and um, a lot of poor people, like people who are poor, and the reason that he was given was the living conditions. Like when you come to in Ghana here, we know that the ART is supposed to be free, but even people have to pay some money for it. So if I don't have money to pay, then it means I can't sustain myself. So you see the virus affecting a lot of poor people because they can't even afford the medicine. Um, he, 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 he also made it clear where we can easily saw the HIV AIDS, which is the sub-Saharan Africans, and um, it's, it's, it's clear. And then adding to that, um, through that disease, it has um, brought um, um, child trafficking, because, you know, people are not being taken care of when they got the disease and it's, it's, it's been a problem. I'm happy with his analysis. He's, he look at so many issues, but one issue that is standing out clearly is that uh, South Africa per se, I'm like, he, he presented a whole picture of how the whole situation of HIV and governance in uh, South Africa is all about. But he equally pointed to the fact that uh, South Africa is appreciating the fact that HIV is no more a HSA issue, but it's a, a developmental issue. And for that matter, in spite of the fact that there are lapses around in terms of gaps, analysis, and all those things, government is making effort. He did mention gender issue, which is so bedeviling effort at uh, arresting uh, the incidence of HIV and AIDS. Um, and then looking back, he said the government is doing a lot, but just that is. It cannot be quantified. And if you have a country where the macro uh, incidents are in a way that uh, you cannot quantify what goes to support health, is this system failure or leadership? He did mention leadership. Well, what has been the leadership support to this day? He also made mention of uh, legislation. If there is the need for us to re revise uh, the current uh, policies which are uh, in force, and then it's, 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 it's going to help. The picture equally look at, um, it was talking of marketing. It, it, it did talk of um, uh, CBC, which is community-based agent. But uh, in the absence of CBC, uh, do they have ICCM, Integrated Case Management? Can there be anything like integration? Are you getting me? If, they, if South Africa has something like an Integrated Case Management, then in the absence of CBC, you can re-replace it with, uh, you can infuse your HIV governance issues into the ICCM. I was also happy with the fact that the guest also made mention of volunteers being deployed uh, around the country. I mean, it helps. Here in Ghana, it, it has really helps. It goes back to policies. I mean, what, what are, thank you, policies we get. I mean, Volunteers, how are they getting the volunteers? How are the volunteers being trained? It helps in decreasing uh, uh, the effect of HIV and AIDS. Uh, I think the study revealed a lot of information, um, but most of it were part of the, I, mean, I think, more on the southern African countries. 
and it's important to look at it in the context of West Africa as well. They, they, in Southern Africa, it's, it's most likely that a lot of people know people who are HIV positive. And so I think the issue, that's where the difference for me is. When it comes to West Africa, uh, people really don't, can't personalize the issue of HIV. Because uh, if we were to take uh, just a head count here, it will surprise you to know that a lot of uh, people here might not even know anybody who has HIV. So in West Africa, in looking at the issue of HIV, it should be tackled from the point of more of people's sexual attitude. You tackle sex, and so people can relate to sex. But when you look at the issue of as an HIV, people see it far away from them. Yeah. But when you are talking and discussing the issue of sex, people can relate more. Okay. So I, I just think that we should, maybe that's my observation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, in Ghana we have the Ministry of Health and Ghana Health Services. So when it comes to policy on administrative issues, the Ministry of Health look at that. But when it comes to uh, the issue of uh, direct service to the communities, it is the Ghana Health Service that looks at that. So these structures are uh, from bottom to top approach or top to bottom approach is there. And then when we have uh, what we call decentralization. We have our district systems that are operating. The polyclinics, the bigger clinics, they all have a role to play in terms of, and then civil society are also part and parcel of this uh, initiative. So um, we have a citizen government engagement to fight the HIV uh, canker than any other. One youth went to uh, a health facility to, I mean, assess information about HIV and AIDS. Uh, the moment he mentioned HIV and AIDS, from him, he said the nurse looked at him very critical and asked him, hey, are you, are you a student? How old are you? For the guy, he felt a little bit embarrassed because he's not even said what the problem, what, what the problem is. You see, and, and, and for me, it's, 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 very, it's very annoying and very, it doesn't really promote what the Ghana is Commission really want to achieve. If the Ghana is Commission wants to serve the people directly, people living with HIV, and even people who want to assess information about HIV. It should be there for the taking. People should go in there, walk into a health facility, ask about it, or, or even get tested for free. Government is more particular about um, authorizing the people or the, the, those who are in it. But coming back to people living with HIV AIDS, um, government easily leave it to the non-governmental organization to be taking care of it. Um, I don't really think uh, the government or uh, is doing anything about you know people living with HIV AIDS. Well, if the government hear that there is a program like that going on, it might support, but taking it upon the shoulder that they are doing something about it, I think, is, is, is not really done in Ghana, yeah.
it's rather the NGOs who are doing the work. And then because it's Ghana AIDS Commission, all the results, all the everything has to go to them. So it looks like they are doing the work. But, but it's, it's not the case. It's, that's not the case. I think the, government, uh, the Ghana government has also done something previously, maybe not now, but previously it, uh, the government has done something about it because I've seen a lot of adverts on the television, then after they will say the right from the government of Ghana. And it is, you know, the, uh, the, the address is addressing HIV and AIDS. Then you see a lot of posters also in town, which is also addressing HIV and AIDS. And they are from, from the government. At the national level, they are doing their best. It's also left with us to take good of us and keep on educating those that they have not been educated so that they know how to take care of themselves in terms of STI and this kind of diseases. Yeah, very well said. I think the issue with, I think the issue with um, assessing information has got to do with the stigma that is usually attached to the HIV/AIDS cancer. Yeah, um, in our community, people with these um, health challenges are viewed in a negative light. So, um, even those who are deemed fit, fit do not see it necessary to go to such health facilities to make inquiries or to seek for information. Um, I think what my brother was talking about did not only imply physical structures, but also the systems that have been put in place. Um, I know for the for the actual work that has been done on the ground, it's, it's not the government that is doing it, but um, all these institutions come in hand. That's why they are there, to support so that at the end of the day, everything will fall in place. Exactly. I think government indicates where support was rendered and they acknowledge such people. I think it is done. Well, I think Ghana government can do more, uh, starting with NGOs. I mean, it's, it's, it's not enough if NGOs in Ghana are seeking funds from other governments and Ghana is commission taking the credit. It's it's so painful for someone to to be rewarded with someone's hard work. Yeah, and and I feel the government should start supporting NGOs like Act for Change. Uh, if if there are grants available, we can apply and then do work because we are already doing work. We don't need funds but as government and as people who, uh, as uh, the administrators who, who oversees the people living in Ghana I, th I think they have a huge a huge work to do in terms of giving funds to NGOs to do more projects I, I also want to take it from two points from the education point educational curriculum and then from the point of legislation that is the making of law I think the educational system pretends that uh, young people, uh, yes, don't have any uh, opinion on sex, uh, whether it's informed or not. That's really not the question. The question is that uh, the educational system should create a platform so that everything about sex and issues related to sex are discussed, so that young people or students or peoples get informed, they can also make informed decisions. I, I think there's a lot of religious uh, based sentiment 
saying that uh, young people should only be told not to do it. But we know that we've all been to, through the educational system. And we know that when the school says, don't go here, that's what we do. Young people will always want to test the, the laws, the systems. So it's, yes, yeah. And then secondly, I, w I want to look at the legislation. Uh, because some of us have interest in working with minority populations, key populations. So I would like to look at that. We have, uh, government have, had made laws, for instance, on um, criminalization of uh, commercial sex work, criminalization of uh, same sex, and also, I think there's also, this one is not law, but in a way, it's also affecting uh, disab disables. I think it took a long time even for the Disability Act to be passed by Parliament. If we made all these things criminal, they will go underground and, and um, perform what they, whatever they are doing. And it has shown, uh, research has shown that in most places where things like this were um, legalized, they were rather, the health conditions were improved. It's, it's arguably, but I think all the evidence are pointing to that fact. Uh, for instance, nobody is thinking about how blind people are assessing information on uh, HIV and AIDS. Who is thinking about a deaf and dumb person? So I think government should look in those directions. Even though we agree that we can't say they've not done anything at all. But these are areas that I personally would want them to look at. Yeah. We have over 45,000 uh, street children roaming in the street of Accra. And so looking at um, the poverty level, they are forced to give up to any uh, sexual advances. And so uh, street children are currently known to uh, be more vulnerable in terms of HIV infection. The, the, the teenagers are most affected with the HIV then more likely the poor because um, um, it, it, it leads to so many things if um, you are poor or you don't have money. I also think it's women, young women to be specific. Uh, because of their biology, their makeup, they tend to uh, get infected more and they are layers to being a woman. If you're a woman, you, you are more prone to having it. If you're a woman and you are poor, if you're a woman and you are disabled, if you are so there are layers to it, then I definitely think it's women. Right. What structures in our society affects how HIV and AIDS impact people and community? I'd say the educational structures because these are channels through which um, any form of education can be um, carried over to those who are in need of that information. So let's say Act for Change has a, a connection with the school in the community and then we have a, an interactive session with them and then we put across whatever knowledge we have for them concerning HIV and AIDS. Yeah. Churches and also mosques, uh, these are uh, yeah, institutions that don't really help in impacting uh, HIV. Yeah, yeah, because oh, just one line. yeah, because in a church you you are not allowed to discuss about sex. Okay. At the mosque, you are not allowed. Though the youth are doing it, you are not allowed to talk about it. And so they ig ignorantly draw themselves into it, and then they, it leads to 
HIV? I think that um, from all that we have said in relation to Art for Change, I am seeing a lot of um, hope for the next generation, and that's Art for Change, because we, we don't just act, we do more than just being on stage. Yes, we change. <laughs> I also think that from what the podcast we, we listen to from the podcast, um, HIV has become a very complex and complicated issue in terms of governance. Um, and the statistics are showing that it's, it's still a, an infection that is still with us. Yeah. yeah, for me, I can say from our discussions that since we began, we were asking about what government will do in place of this HIV victims and I have learned that I also have a part to play with them. I think uh, educating people about HIV and AIDS is not only for the government or uh, institutions but it's um, everybody's duty to do so especially the family to discuss this with their children. Uh, I have a strong feeling that I'm not the only one who feels sex education should start from the younger Age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as regards Acts for Change, I think um, we've, okay, personally, I've learned a lot and I would know how to address um, the youth. I mean, and I would know how to carry myself um, as with issues that concern sexual education. Yeah. I learned that people have lots of different ideas about how. Um, HIV AIDS should be tackled and I think it kind of links to what they were saying in the podcast about it being such an interconnected issue Thank you to all those who participated in the production of this podcast This workshop was part of the Governance for Development in Africa Initiative funded by the Mo Ibrahim Foundation in collaboration with Centre of African Studies London and JT Live Radio Ghana. To listen to this podcast again, please visit www.governanceinafrica.org. More information on this youth engagement initiative can be found at the same address. To find out more about JT Live Radio, please visit jtliveghana.org.